What's up, everyone? Uh, thanks for tuning in. This is our episode one. I'm one of the co-hosts, Miguel. I'm Edgar. My name's Richard. And together we make up EMR. This is our podcast, the EMR podcast. Uh, we talk a little bit about everything and anything. Um, just wanted to give you guys a quick introduction before we get into our topics today. Um, like I said, I'm Miguel, 27, um, from Oklahoma. This is where the podcast is based out of. Um, I'm a sneakerhead on my own business, saving souls in the background. Uh, we're in the shoe room, and you'll find out a little bit about me throughout the podcast. So what's up, guys? My name is uh, Edgar. Um, I'm 31 years old, born and raised in Chicago, moved to Tulsa a couple of years back. So Miguel says we're in the shoe room. We call it the shoe box. <laughs> <laughs> With time, it looks, we'll see. It, look, it looks more like a shoe box, but yes, the shoe room. Pretty cool. So, yes, um, Edgar, um, pretty nice and simple. My name's uh, Richard. I'm 28. I'm also a co-host to the EMR podcast. Uh, I'm more of a, uh, what, coach slash... Let's just say I do construction. I'll do it. Like, I'll say that. <laughs> I'm going to keep it nice and simple, too. But my big, big hobby is coaching. Did I say I'm 27? You did say you're 27. I'm 28. That's I did that I, last time. But. I didn't want to. <laughs> I'm 28. Bro, I didn't want to jump in and be like, bro, I'm pretty no. sure we're the same age. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. He just tries to feel nah. young. Yeah. You know what it is? The older you get, oh, the he's 27 in the pod. Okay. Yes, in, yes. The, in the, in the yeah. shoe room. Yeah. I get it. I get it. I get it. Once I hit 40, I'm going to start telling people I'm 30 anyway. So don't worry. Okay, <laughs> don't feel nah, bad. I'm 28. I'm 28. Um, so, yeah, this is our podcast, the EMR podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Um, today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about COVID, um, cryptocurrencies and the struggles of being Mexican American because we're all Mexican American and it is, uh, Mexico's independence day weekend just passed. Today is the 18th. So we're two days after it. Yep. Damn, time flies, yep. bro. I know. I, I seriously thought we were like on the first. The first of September? <laughs> yes, I'm not lying. That's how we, dude, before you guys don't know, I've been off the grid for like a whole week. So I just thought we were like a week behind. That's yeah. it. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, it's nice. the 18th. Um, the Canelo fight was last night. Oh, crazy fight, huh? <laughs> for sure. <laughs> <I was out. laughs> he said, I'm not even going to front. I'm not even going to front. I was out. I mean, I was trying to watch it, but dude, I just couldn't. I, mean, I was tired, man. I was tired. I was. That was a good, long weekend. Like yeah, I said, you've so. been staying yeah. up late, waking up early. Yeah, yeah. For the past two days, I've only been getting six hours of sleep. I don't know if I told you. Yeah, for two days, bro. But we got it done. So for sure, uh, we're, back, we're, we're here. We're back to normal. So we're here. We're all energetic and ready to get mm-hmm. the thing yep, started. Yep, so let's yep. go. Without further ado, our first topic is COVID um, and how it all affected our lives. Twenty uh, twenty was a big year of change, full of changes for everybody. Um, a lot of people experienced like losses either their job family members loved ones um it affected many aspects of life man the housing markets the economy in general people were going crazy for toilet paper thinking they were travis scott's <laughs> that was crazy by the way. for real that was super crazy it, it was not needed you do not need that much toilet paper <laughs> Up to this day, I still don't know why they needed all that toilet paper. Like, somehow, <laughs> you needed this, you know? Hey, I'll commodity. tell you what. I needed it because I actually needed it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, was, I was at the store, and people had baskets full 
of toilet paper. Yeah. Number like, what? Why? Exactly. Sam started putting limits on toilet paper. You could only buy two packs at a time. Yeah, that just, and hand sanitizer it, it too. It never made any sense for me. See, I get the hand sanitizer. But come it. on, all of a sudden, everybody wants hand sanitizer. <laughs> those <laughs> those shelves ain't... were full for a whole year. Up to this day, they're still <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Now they're full. Nobody. All of a sudden, nobody knows. Toilet paper. If you know, you know. Yeah. I, I Let know. us know Let your know. reason for buying up all the toilet paper. For sure. We know y'all did it. Don't lie. <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah. My experience through COVID, uh, my work schedule changed a little bit. I actually got COVID late last year, early this year. Um, it wasn't that bad. It lasted like a week. Didn't lose my taste or smell. I was back to work the next week. But when it first hit, uh, my job went to A team. A team and b team which was like a split shift we'd work every other week just to make sure nobody was contracting it while the other person was on shift we kind of like separated the duties so i used to have a week off man it was nice um oh so you guys had to divide yeah we had to so split the, so the, the a team work like a week and then b teams work another week yeah the next week was the a team the better workers uh no nah, they had to split them up so work would actually get to <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, it was cool. It was were cool. you on A or B team? I think I was on the B team. Um, that that explains it. That I, was, it. I was the ringer. I was the ringer. I had to. I had to carry the B That's team. What, you strong. notice how he said they had to spit out the work because he didn't want to be part of the. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. I, I was get the it. most important on the B team. Right. There you go. <laughs> like that confidence, man. Sure. Yeah. What about you guys? Did your guys' work change at all? Uh, not really. So I think. For us here, and in, in, which is in the Oklahoma in general, I think we, we got it on 2020. But most other countries or, or cities or states, they actually felt it in like in 2019, late 2019. Here, we didn't actually, up, I think up to today, we never really took it quite serious here in Oklahoma. There wasn't that many, so many restrictions like there was. Like, I found it from Chicago. Like, my mom, she said the moment it, it actually struck over there, they, sh- they pretty much shut the whole city down. You know, they said no more. No one's getting on transportation. No one's going to need this. No one's going to do that. They kind of limited out of everything, you know? And here, it just seemed like a little bit normal. Yeah, there was like a mask mandate, but that's like, not even because nobody it, really would follow it, though. No, you know see, what I mean? But over there in Broken Arrow, um, there was no mandate on, on, on masks. They just pretty much said, if you want to wear it, wear it. If you don't, it's cool with us, too. So it didn't, it didn't affect us as much as, as far as like work schedule goes. Um, it didn't work either. I think it was the more the usual, you know what? We didn't see it till here, uh, late 2020, mid about there. But yes, some people will get it. And then from there, it would just kind of escalate like a domino effect, you know? I was luckily one of the golden childs. I tell Miguel all the time, even though he tends to disagree, up to this day, I still haven't gotten it. He had it. I've never had it. <laughs> and it's okay. It's, it's okay. Most of us, me and my sister were going back and forth to see who would actually get it first, you know, because we were just kind of, show off we have the golden blood we have this we have we're not gonna get it so thank god you know I, we weren't affected by it my parents got it my wife and my kids everybody at home got it um besides me so i was one of the luckiest ones i never know i experienced that and i think i thank god for that because i feel like if i would have got it i'm one of those like guys that like will be laying down in bed for like a <laughs> long time and like be pampered like i'd be more baby so i i'm glad i didn't get it yeah. so i mean other than that, I think everything went pretty smooth. Like I said, just work didn't shut down as much as we thought. So it affected some people. And I know I, my heart's go to them. You know what? Those that actually 
lost their lives sure. doing this. Mm-hmm. So I understand. And I know we're kind of joking about it now. It's been a time now, but just want to make sure that, you know, this is not a joke. It wasn't. We're not trying to make fun of everybody. Right. It's just our experiences here were a little bit different than others, you know. Exactly. So for that reason, my heart goes to those that actually lost their lives. And you know what? There's just something we weren't really prepared for this. It just kind of shows that us as a as a whole, America was quite ready for something like this as big to happen. You know what? We we started worrying. We joke around the toilet paper, but we weren't prepared. We were worried about toilet paper. Did we ever wonder about getting, you know, the essential things that we actually needed? You know, the water, the food, the this and that. You know, no, we didn't. We weren't. We weren't prepared. And it just kind of shows everybody else that, you know, we were really unorganized. And also because you got to also see how free this country is. Like people aren't cool with you telling them, hey, you have to do this. You know what I mean? They're not used to that. They're not. They're not used to people telling them. Like, to be honest, that's what I'm saying. At my job, bro, like we worked every single day. We didn't. We did not take. Till this day, I have not took a day off of COVID, which I honestly, I think it's dope because there's a lot of people that did. And the only thing that sucks is like, I know people took advantage of the system or whatever and stuff. Like I knew people that were getting $900 checks a week on top of their pay because they would only work part time. Dang. You know what I mean? And you have the essential work work workers is what they would call Mm -hmm. going to work every single day. And some people were work making $600 a week. So I understood a lot of people's frustrations with, man, there's lazy people in this world. There's lazy people everywhere. You know what I mean? And, um, I feel like COVID did affect, I know people that lost their lives. My, um, one of my real close uncles that I'm close with him, uh, one of his best friends, uh, passed away from COVID. Like, they were like close, close, yeah. which, which that's what goes back to you. I know where we have a little joke about it and stuff. Now, you know, we're two years in and honestly, uh, we do feel bad for other people that, that go through it. And like me, I did have COVID, but I never experienced none of the symptoms. The, worst the only reason why I even found out I had uh COVID was because my fiance text or called me and she was like hey i can't taste my coffee this morning so i had to go get a rapid test and yeah. i came you know and it was in the middle of coaching and stuff so did you have to shut everything down uh as far as, far as, as like your coaching? coaching yeah yeah uh, yeah so it was the very first tournament my boys played in so my assistant coach had to take over take the role yeah and man it was the worst tournament we've played in but I don't blame the coach. I blame we weren't ready and stuff, and that impacted a lot. Like, the kids weren't used to somebody else telling them, hey, this is how we're going to do things. And, right. like, I had FaceTimes from, from them being like, hey, where you at? You know, I was trying to give them speech, trying to give them hope. You know, like, just motivation, motivate right? them and yeah. stuff like that. And um, it affected me, like, that way. And then um, I had just had one of my kids, or my only kid, and uh, she had to go away from me and my fiance for two weeks because she didn't have it. Oh, so dang. yeah, so we separated for a little bit. With that must her. have been very hard. It was. How I'm old not was the baby? Lie. She was like three weeks, if that. Oh, so she was a baby. Yeah, baby. like it was right after. Yeah, it was uh, late December, twenty twenty. Wow. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Yeah. So she was, she was young, but 
good thing we had a good support system that helped us out with that. Mm-hmm. And like I said, in the houses that I work at, it's usually just me. So I just wore a mask and would go to work. Nice. So shout out to all the essential workers, all the doctors, all the nurses, everyone that kept going to work. You guys are really appreciated. Even though I feel like we got screwed just saying. Yeah, honestly, opinion. we did. But <laughs> yeah. we kept America running. For sure. There was a lot of, just like Miguel, I just didn't want to bring that point up, but I'm glad Miguel, I mean, Richard did. Because he's like, there's a lot of people. I know a lot of people that were getting that those thousands. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, I know you can work. <laughs> exactly. I know you can work. Exactly. And you're getting all of this. And I mean. It's cool, but it has got to be a point where you got to say, you know what, let's stop. But just many people were thinking, if you could just take advantage of the government, why not? You know, mm-hmm. this is our only opportunity you're going to get. Exactly. I get it, but there's got to be a point where you just have to just, you know, go back and say, okay. And stop being selfish. There's exactly. people busting their butts off every single day and you're doubling it by laying on your couch playing Fortnite, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get those skins. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Let's, yeah, let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> it's because that topic really pisses me off. Yeah, yeah for, sure. for sure, for sure. Especially when it comes to that. Especially like, when you're an essential worker yourself, yeah, yeah. you know? That's, it kind of... I don't think we Well, I work in construction as well, so just so you guys know. But I also didn't consider us as... as uh, essential. An essential I, I didn't. I figured we were not really that important. But then I looked at it, and then I started going back, and I had a, like, we actually had a talk with our, our boss, and we told him, well... Think about it. I work in commercial. So they were saying, you know what? We were doing a job at that point. It was like 10 point something million dollars. He's like, let's just say we stop. You know, if we stop, that's 10 point something million dollars. It's just going to completely stop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You need that. You know, you need that snowball effect. You need money to come in and that way it could just flow in. If we just stop. I think that's the only reason why they classified us as essential because we, we literally make America run. Right. For sure. Exactly. So, shout out. I'm not. I'm not saying. Hey, those doctors are worth letting less than me, or those doctors are worth more. But just yes, even those nurses that some of them I know were working day and night. They will sleep there just because all of those beds were just full. Yeah. So yes, I think you guys are the real ones. I don't think we should have been called essential. You guys are the ones that do take the credit for this, not us. Exactly. But you also gotta give a shout out to the people that were busting their ass off, oh, even though for sure. they knew. Hey. If I wanted to, I could sit at home. Right. You yes. know what I mean? But they chose to do, because it's the same with, with us, you know. If we stop building houses, and for some reason, a lot of people were buying houses during Man, COVID. Seriously. You know, you're talking about, you're stopping sales, you're stopping, you're losing money. Yeah. You know? Up so to this I, point, I think, I, I still think it's freaking big. Yeah. Oh, I've been trying, yeah. I've been trying to buy a house for two years. I can't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, geez, people, slow down, man. Yeah. Let me get this house and then you got to continue. What you're doing. <laughs> you can go back to how you were, right? Don't care. Just slow it down just for me to get a house and then we'll, we'll move on. <laughs> yeah. And it's crazy because a lot of people start working from home too. Exactly. A lot of jobs switch to work from home. Yep. And uh, workers got used to it. Yep. I know my wife to. used to work uh, downtown in the office and then they switched her to work from home. And I think it was supposed to be temporary, but yeah, after... I'm sure the company started saving money on like the rent, electricity, mm-hmm. and everything. So they just said, "Hey, stay from home." So then again, I mean, it, it just goes back to there was some you know pros and cons. You yeah. Know? For those businesses that were really big, you know what they don't necessarily, especially if you work in the office. I feel like we don't need to be having this big ass building, you know, just to say, you know what, we're a big corporation. Look at us, you know. I still think they make, if not even more money, because they're saving on the rent. Right. 
for those that are actually working there, working in downtown, you have to pay. Hey, Nayeli, did you have did you have a, have to pay for parking? Yeah. Five dollars a day. So see how much he's saving and how much was gas? Like about roughly what? 50 bucks to 100 dollars a week. Yeah. So that's a saver for everybody. So it was more like a win win situation. You yeah, know, honestly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, those those companies made they're making money. And right. honestly, everything is going digital anyways. You yeah, that's I mean? the route to go. Yeah. That's definitely the route to go right now in the cloud. <laughs> for sure i work in the cloud <laughs> I still he know. knows everything <laughs> <laughs> with your stock itself <laughs> for sure that's what's up he knew for our sure. introduction before we even gave it <laughs> yeah but speaking of digital stuff um another topic that we had was crypto mm-hmm. crypto. crypto currency and nfts man that really impacted the world for sure you know it really like popped off during covid honestly exactly because i mean crypto was around before it but like yeah. everything popped off yeah. well what are you laughing at no. <laughs> <laughs> you're laughing at something no it's because i just you know yeah so crypto was out like we never none of us really took a took any time to actually do any research but now since our asses were just sitting at home you know now <laughs> mm-hmm. we had we, we, we ran and out did of things you know to do. that um there was a story of a guy that traded like his pizza i think it was yeah it was a pizza yes. or two pizzas for like what it was like 40 something something like, crazy something cra- i think it was like forty uh thousand crypto like yeah, it was something bitcoin and uh like he got his pizza and it was <laughs> forty dollars <laughs> so the actual the story went the guy didn't know how it actually worked so I yeah, know yeah, he yeah, had, yeah i don't know if he had, this was before before it was actually popping mm-hmm. so before it was actually big it was very small and he just like you know what i got all these coins and how does it actually work you know they say you just buy things because you can't it's not money you can just trade for things and buy this and buy that in general so he's like you know what i'm just gonna buy a pizza see how that worked out but today i think they did a value on it and if i'm not mistaken it was worth millions yeah, it was yeah. worth millions. He would be a Set really wealthy, wealthy <laughs> man right now. There's a lot of cases, though. Even though that guy that lost also thousands of coins in one of his hard drives, yeah, and that he can't even find. Yeah, he his he he forgot his password, so he can't open up the hard drive. I mean, you will figure. You know, making all you have all those millions in there. You will hire the best technicians you possibly can to get can. it out. I would. I'd be in the hunt for them. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, like. The world is going that way because it's pretty crypto's pretty much taking over banks. It's pretty much like excluding the bank out of it and just going direct to the source. Mm-hmm. Um, like it eliminates um, interest rates, little to no transaction fees. You don't have to um, worry about the bank approving it because they have like a big worldwide spreadsheet that if you're in crypto. Uh, it goes like straight to there. Like if it, if you would go to, for instance, Arvis, you know, Arvis knows how much funds you got, but then they would have to transfer it to BOK to make sure that BOK has enough to transfer to you. And that this eliminates everything. Like it's just one platform where if you're in it, you can kind of see the transaction and every person that's uh, part of the cryptocurrency um, has like an ID number. And that's kind of how they track it. And it's all in one page. And the reason why they say it's so hard to like uh, hack into and stuff like that, it's like, for instance, me, you and uh, Miguel are users of this platform, right? Yeah. We can copy that ledger is what it's called, which is that sheet. 
So now you're talking about three copies and then other people could keep copying and copying and copying. So you're talking about there's like hundreds of thousands of uh, copies of this. Yeah. And in order for your transaction to get approved, it sends it to this one ledger that splits into all these copies and it has to make it has to match. So that way, Miguel can't give himself, can't pay himself 800 Bitcoin. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because it won't match with, it might match with one sheet, his sheet, but it's not going to match with the other 600,000 out there, you know? And that's kind of what they said. They said that it turns into kind of like a cube um, that keeps information. And like every time you get a new transaction and that cube fills up, that other cube just it doesn't disappear but it like you can't mess with it and in order for you to cheat the system you would have to cancel every cube before the one that you're at it's a little bit more secure so it's that's why they said it's a little bit more secure yeah in that in that fashion but um, did you I, ever get into bitcoin did you actually try to invest any money in it i was gonna that's ask that. literally what i was about to get into <laughs> personally me i have not yeah. um just because Till this point, I didn't really know too much about Bitcoin until I really started researching. Yeah. I have buddies that are into crypto um, and they invest in stuff. I, bro, one of my buddies that went to, to OU, to Norman, his roommate, uh, I think he put like $200 in. And he was like 40 grand up and he lost it all the next day. Damn. Yeah. That's how it is. He lost it all the next day. Like Damn. he was broke. <laughs> yeah. And, and the crazy thing is he was like, nah, I'm not going to mess with it. I'm going to keep letting it grow. Keep letting, keep letting, keep letting. And that's the one thing about crypto that you never know when that's going to just crash. Yeah. And it happened to him. He, uh, he said that it, my buddy said that it happened like two or three times. Do you know what coin it was? was uh, it Bitcoin? I think he was in, um, not Bitcoin. Cause there's, um, uh, how do you say the, the, the ether? Ethereum. Ethereum. Yeah, that's what he was on. Yeah. So, but Bitcoin is the most popular, most downloaded one, and then it's that um, Ethereum, and then it's another one called Card Cardano, and then um, the last one that's real popular is um, where is it? I had it right here for you guys. It's called. I guess I don't have it. Dude, have you guys seen the Bitcoin price? That's what I was actually what I was just Googling just now. Did it uh -huh. go back up? Well, where's the last time you checked it? How much was it? I want to say it was 32. How much do you think it is? Have you seen it? I haven't seen it. Dude, so the last time, that's why it, it blew my mind. I'm sorry to cut you off, but last time I seen it, it was at 40. It was in the 40s, which it was a couple of months, maybe about five, six months ago. Right now, it's sitting at 19.8. Dang, so it dropped. It Hell dropped. That's what I'm saying. It keeps dropping and dropping. You know that um, Tesla and Microsoft were both, like, about to go crypto. Like, they were going to start ex accepting cryptocurrency and everything, and they backed down. Yeah. They're, like, two of the biggest companies out there that backed down. They would have lost a lot. Imagine how much they would have lost, bro. For sure. Sony would have taken over. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Man, um, NFTs too. Like a lot of people don't really know how. Do you guys know what an NFT is? Uh, I've seen it, seen them like on the internet, like those artworks, digital artworks that you own the rights to, or something like that. Did you know that it's not just like pictures and like those babe stuff? I heard Tom Brady did one of like his game ball or something. So like the actual the NFL and the NBA 
have like an app for it now oh, really? where you can own game clips like highlights <laughs> you can buy highlights you can sell highlights that's technically what an nft is uh -huh. so an nft is called a non-fundable token which means it can't be um like there's not two of them like for instance this jersey that i'm wearing for example is a fundable um item because Adidas makes one. a bunch of them. Right. So if I wanted this jersey, I could go get it. But for instance, um, there's there was a tweet, the first tweet ever from uh, the CEO of Twitter, mm -hmm. Back which then. was a it was just a tweet, literally just a, what he, his very first tweet that he tweeted, and he made it into an NFT, which means that they'll just own that tweet. You could still take a picture of it. You can still post it. You can still do that, but. He owns the original tweet. And you know how much that sold for? Take a guess. An absurd amount. The first tweet from the CEO. I don't know. 5,000. 10,000. Uh, try 2,915,835 with 47 cents. Dang, that's ridiculous. Why? Just Why? because it's the first tweet and somebody wanted to own that tweet to say that tweet is mine. Yeah, he tweeted it, but the tweet is mine. And does this just go for the virtual world or it's actually. No, because you know that an, if you own an NFT, that doesn't give you rights to make shirts, to make hats with that logo and stuff on it. That's why I don't understand you just the purpose. You own literally the. the, just image the or... Yeah, but the, um, the original owner, the person that sold you that, he can do whatever he wants with it. So what's the purpose? You just own the. The rights. You just own the rights to that. Not, not necessarily like the instance, rights. Let's because say you can't uh, make anything with it. Right. You can make the stuff, digital you rights. You just can't make. Yeah, you own the digital rights. You don't own like the rights to put it on Miguel's hat. I need to. Go, I need to go into crypto. I don't know anything. I don't know. I mean, and so NFTs. I don't know enough about them. There's literally um a, it's like a Pixar picture of a Gucci ghost. <laughs> And it was he's looking it up. Right? I, I have three thousand six hundred dollars. We'll pop it up on the screen for, for you that. guys. Let us know your thoughts. Would you? Do you guys have any NFTs or any cryptocurrencies? Any advice? Mm -hmm. How do you guys uh, feel about the them? NBA's uh, app that I was talking about? It's actually called the um, NBA Top Shot. That's what it's called. Okay. Let's and, see it. He found it. He found. Did you it. find it? It's ridiculous. It's Let's, stupid. See it. Let's see if it's the one that I was looking at. That one there. Yep, it's that one. And that sold for how much? 3600 Heck no, bro. Just for that, that somebody drew. I'm about to start drawing. I know, man. <laughs> That's what it's starting to look like. What do you guys think that the most expensive uh, NFT was that was bought by 28,983 people? So they all own the same NFT. Uh, so it, it's like it was an NFT in a package. So in that package, uh, there was 312,000 shares, which every share equals one NFT, like one picture. So they split that in between 28,983 people. And man, it had to go for like close to two mil. What do you think? Two mil, even though just one tweet went for two mil? That's where I was at. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I didn't even think of that. I want, I want to just, just see. Okay, who, who dropped it? Uh, so the person who dropped it, his name is... Is it known? Okay, if you want to keep it mysterious, let me know. Is he known? No. He's not known. Well, I didn't know who he was. He's just a renowned uh, digital artist. 
Mm. Okay, so is he famous in the virtual world? He yeah. should be. Yes. Yeah, right now. Okay, so like, he's famous. He, in the he has world. the most. Ex- he has. He's has the most expensive NFT sold ever. So. Oh, so it's more than two million. <laughs> yeah, like it's. I'm gonna it's, go. I'm gonna go just because the dude probably big in the world in the virtual world. I'm gonna go with fifty. Fifty mil. Fifty mil. What about you, Mick? Because I think thing- it has a B. I think it's gonna have a B. I'm gonna say two point five mil. You guys were uh, not too too off. I don't know. We're kind of off. <laughs> well, it's probably in between us. Okay. I'll. It was ninety one point eight million dollars. That's still a lot of money, dude. Yeah. Yeah, that's ridiculous. For 3,200 pictures of monkeys. To me, that's ridiculous. Oh, is it the bored apes? Yeah. Uh, no, it wasn't the bored apes, but it had the apes. It had some apes on them. Unless they all came together. I don't know how. I know that I people know. started, like, making, like, for instance, Logan Paul uh, bought that <laughs> NFT, and it turned out to be fake. <laughs> There's a lot of scams too. That's yeah, why I'm that's what I'm saying. Because I've like, seen a lot of people. Well, first of all, so, he, he gets scammed a lot, though, by the way. Too. <laughs> <laughs> With the I think card. it's clickbait. I you bet you so? he knows. He probably doesn't pay for it. Somebody has to pay for it. Even when he bought those Pokemon cards. But, yeah, see, like that, before, before like we leave the, the package that I was called, and by the way, the package was called the Merge. That's what the, the big package was yeah. called. Uh, did you guys know that it increased by $25 every six hours? Oh, when it before it got paid, yeah. Like before, so every six hours it was bumping twenty five bucks, twenty five bucks, twenty five bucks, twenty five bucks. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. That's man, it's it's freaking crazy. And like, would you get an NFT? I'd make one. I'd sell it. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't buy one. I I have no. There's for me personally. Your shoebox. I have no use for an NFT. What what would I use it for? Uh, you, I'm not saying necessarily use it. I think you would just make one to sell it. Oh, no, no, yeah. It, that's what, I thought anything, you were asking me if do. I would buy one. Right. Yeah, I would not buy one. All right, so before we actually, I'm, I was going to ask you the exact same thing. So before we go that, let's just take a little commercial break and then we'll just come back and hit it back with, would you buy one? Okay. Or would you make one? Okay. Let's see what that. All right, okay. We'll be right back. What's up, everyone? This is Miguel from the EMR podcast. Thank you guys for supporting our podcast so far. The second half of the episode is up next. Just a friendly reminder, we will be dropping new episodes every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. Head over to our social media accounts for behind-the-scenes clips and to interact with your host. Thanks again. All right, so welcome back, guys. Uh, we just needed that little break, you know, just a little time for us to do a business. <laughs> <laughs> Re-energize. <Yeah. laughs> well, if anything, I need to go to the restaurant. So. <laughs> sure. so, but going back to actually the topics, you know what? So... Would you consider, not now, but even maybe it could be, you could talk in past tense if you like, you know what, regret or consider buying crypto or NFTs? Honestly, when it first came out and I seen like Messi and Mbappe buy them and like Mbappe's uh, Twitter was a picture of one of the NFTs, I was like, man, that would be pretty dope. But then I kind of did a little bit of research of what it actually was. And it's like, man, I could literally... Literally, the Xbox thing that I have of Messi going Super Saiyan on my Xbox, it's an NFT. Oh, and it was it? free. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and I didn't even know. Does that make sense? It, it does. Like, it sold, and I didn't even know, and I'm, I hope I don't get sued. <laughs> nah, but, I mean, like, so they were just I, I don't think I would. No, I just Google searched Messi oh. going Super Saiyan. Oh, okay. That's literally all I, because I wanted something cool. Yeah. You know, I like soccer and... 
Yeah. The jersey kind of says it all. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. But I, w- I would maybe make one too, but I don't think I would purchase one. Okay. I would probably make my own. And I don't even know if I would sell it. I would probably make it like for me. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Something that just incorporates you mm-hmm. and you only. Yeah, like, because eventually we're all going to have to transition a little bit into that world, you know? Yeah. So I would like to have at least a little something. Yeah. So I- even guys, if we missed we missed something about NFTs, if you guys know something a little bit more than we want, you gotta keep it. You gotta keep us. Hey, in the you loop. guys can educate us too. Exactly, because you know? we may not we we're really not educated to to that point because more than anything, I think all of our lives are just too busy and we're not quite familiar. This is I feel like we're we're, we're exactly at that point in life where you know how older people like for example, my dad never really wanted transition to a, a, a smartphone he always had to flip phones over like two years <laughs> exactly. so that's why i feel like we're at that age right now where we're like we don't want to but the world is transitioning to that you know? yeah like and emails we you know need to a lot of people up. don't use that or didn't use emails of the generate uh past generations right like my grandma doesn't know what an email is correct and i don't you think know she I mean? would need it yeah, but all see, she needs it is to log into Facebook. Exactly. That's the only reason they created it. <laughs> exactly. And they still say, mijo, mijo, what's the password to log in? Because yeah. she forgot hers, you and, know? And then if you don't, say no, and they get all mad. Like, yeah. oh, you don't know my password, but if you, but if I told you something, blah, 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 you, yeah, know you will know. For sure, most definitely, you know? So that pretty much concludes, you know, the subject of the NFTs and everything. Would you get one? An yeah. NFT? Yeah. Or sell one, like make one and sell one. You know what? I think I would have been, I'm not a big fan of the NFTs. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I'm more of the uh, crypto. I'm more of the, I should have, I should have bought some coins. I feel like I should have. You haven't invested? No. This is the thing that I was, I was telling Miguel or just the moment we walked in here, you know, and I told him, dude, we had an opportunity. Yo y un amigo de la construcción. So, Hugo, shout out to Hugo. Um, we were talking about it. We were saying, hay que comprar. We should buy some. And I was looking into, we were just thinking that Bitcoin at that time was too hype. <laughs> Miguel doesn't seem too happy. <laughs> no, it was, it's because it was, it Bitcoin was, was too hype. Yeah, but it all started as a meme and we were looking at uh, Dogecoin. Mm. And, and at that point, Dogecoin was actually pretty freaking low. And I'm going to look it up right now. Dogecoin was really low. When we were thinking about buying it, it was only roughly about four, four yeah, like four to six cents. It, it, it was, no, the que estaba barato estaba barato. But we didn't think, I just never thought, I looked at it as a meme, so I never knew it was going to pop. Right now, it's sitting at 61 cents. Damn. And I was only, and I, yo le dije, yo le dije, dude, we should invest minimum $100. If we would just invest $100, you'll make some profit out of it. Right now, it's sitting at 61. And it, and it peaked. It has peaked more. That's just right now, because it's also on, on the, where it's slowing down. But there was a time where it was like 73 cents. Yeah, if you would have invested $100, you would have had 1000 easy. Mm-hmm. but i did you know but i think that's the risk that we all we all we all take you yeah. know and we you just don't know maybe you're just scared or or don't you're not educated enough about it but yes that's the only regret i had that i wish i could go back and, and actually invest not necessarily dodge dogecoin but bitcoin mm-hmm. i wish i would have got it when it's popped so if you're inventing that time machine let maybe me know. it might pop off well, right now it's dropping. Yeah, that's what it's I'm dropping. So, but then again, everything's dropping. If you notice, like right now, we're, we're, we're we don't know where we stand because yeah. everything's collapsing. Well, it's not. I don't think we're in a recession yet, but I think it's coming to the point where everything's dropping because all the investors are either pulling their money out because they want to see what's actually going to happen. Well, that really hurt. Pretty much hurts the economy. The more you pull out, the the more you're hurting everything else. Mm-hmm. So yes, I'll, I will go. And back. people pull it out because they get scared. Like exactly. some people are like, "Man, this is dropping quite a bit. Let me just 
Take well, imagine those people that actually invested it back when it was at forty something. Now, now yeah. we, we just said it was nineteen. That's a hell of a loss. Mm-hmm. So it's half your it life. happens. It happens exactly. It happens in, in, in scenarios like that. But we'll be good. I think I think we're gonna stay good. So as long as we stay positive on this, I think we're gonna overcome this. We're only so, human. We only learn. Exactly. We're not all computers. We don't know everything. You know. So you don't think you would buy right now at the dip in case it goes. I will back wait. Up? I'm gonna wait. wait I'm gonna wait. Yeah, it, it it goes back to like I was talking about my house. You know those people that actually went crazy and went bought. I'm still waiting. I'm I I know the house market is not gonna crash. I don't think it's necessarily gonna go all the way completely down, but I'm waiting with the right moment to where I find something. You know, and say you wanna, that's my chance to go right there. Yeah. So I take the same approach when it comes to investing in in anything, even though. Many people suggest this is the time. This is the time. This is the time. Because I was almost a spectacle to take my 401k out. At, for the longest, I'm like, I'm going to take it out. I'm going to take it out because I'm, I'm losing. I'm losing. I'm losing. But then I started thinking, you know what? I'm buying cheaper. I'm buying cheaper. Sooner or later, it's going to go back up. Right. And when it does, that's when I have, you know what? Okay. The money that I put in is going to be worth a lot. I'm hoping. You know, once again, this is a gamble. This is, yeah, this is all a gamble. That's all it is. Sure. Mm-hmm. So if I, take it, if I take a hit, I take a hit. But if I, if, I, if I take a loss, then I'm okay with taking that loss as well. You know? So more than anything, I think I want to I wanna welcome everybody. I want to let you guys know that we have a new segment. It's going to be called Rapid Fire. Um, for this scenario here, we're going to introduce Richard. This is your chance. This is your to speak out anything for those of you guys who don't know. Richard is a sports guy. He's really educated on anything that you guys need to know about sports and anything. He keeps us in the loop. <laughs> he keeps us on the loop on about yes, everything. Sir. So we made a segment specifically for Richard here so he could spit some fire to you guys. Let you guys know if you guys missed any games, if you guys missed any fights, if you guys missed anything in general that has to do with conclude with sports. Doesn't necessarily mean that every weekend we're going to be talking about sports, but this is just, you know what, a rapid fire with Rich. So. Rich, it's your time to shine, baby. It's your time let's to spit some it. fire and, and go. So <laughs> let's take some let's fire go. bullet points. Let's go. Well, it's we loaded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we gotta we gotta start with the hometown football. I know football here is they breathe it. You know they want it. Everybody wants to play football. Correct. So we'll start with high school football. Um, our hometown Rams beat, go to Broken Arrow and win in a nail biter, twenty seven to twenty six, because Broken Arrow went for two instead of a field goal to tie it oh. and they got stopped short so go rams you know <laughs> i know you're from broken arrow but yeah. you know we're we're we got to rep our our rams too exactly um, union and jinx had their backyard uh it's called like a backyard showdown or something like that uh and let me tell you jinx dominated 38 to 3 whoo they call it the backyard bull so. Jinx and who? Jinx and Union. Jinx and Union. Yeah. Jinx actually won that one. Yeah. He was pretty good, too. 38 I'm to 3. I'm surprised they lost that bad. I know. You want to talk about bad? <laughs> Bixby, which they just moved up to 6A to where they play Union, Jinx, Owasso. Yes. They're, they started their season 3-0. and They already whooped Owasso, and they beat uh, Sand Springs 67-3. to Dang. Yeah, that's definitely sixty-seven a, to that's three. A, that's a big hell of a loss. <laughs> that's a big loss, big big loss. But let's move on to uh, college. College football is on every Saturday. Uh, we got two uh, state teams: OU, Oklahoma Sooners, and Oklahoma State. Uh-huh. Uh, OU played Nebraska and they dominated, showing what, how they're the number six in the nation. 
They won 49 to 14. Sweet. They moved to 3 and 0. Nebraska drops 2, 1 and 3. Uh number 1 Georgia shows why they're number 1 in the nation. Big win 48 to 7 against South Carolina. Alabama beats a school no one knows. UL Monroe, I think is what it's called, and they win 63 to 7. Oklahoma State, uh oh Alabama's number 2 by the way in okay. the nation. Yeah. Um so we Oklahoma, got Georgia at one and Alabama at two. Yep. Okay. Oklahoma State wins uh sixty three to seven against Dang. uh Pine Buff, which nobody really knows. Oklahoma State's ranked number eight in the nation. Um Ohio State, they win against Toledo, but their defense struggled. Although they did score seventy seven points on the offense, <laughs> their defense did get scored twenty one against uh team that nobody really knows so if right. that was georgia do you think it would be the, you know what i mean right and they're number three in the nation and then number four in the nation is Miss michigan and they dominate both sides of the football against um it was a, a no-name team as well but they won 59 to zero dang 59 to zero 59 to zero the other team <laughs> laid a goose egg <laughs> a goose egg yes sir yes sir we also had um, the fight last night with uh, Canelo versus Triple G. You Canelo. Know? Canelo versus Triple G. I had um, a couple of my co- cousins over and my assistant coach. Shout out to them. Uh, we watched it and we kind of went round by round. So the fight, like the real commentator said that Canelo won by a round, which I don't know what they were watching, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> we scored it. We scored round one as a tie. Round two to seven, or round two to eight, we Canelo dominated. Like, it was domination. Yeah. You know, Triple G had a couple good jabs and stuff, but power and combinations was all Canelo. And then I'll give him from nine to 12, we gave Triple G three rounds, and we gave a round a tie. Okay. Um, I feel like the commentators or the judges went a little close just to keep it close because this is the third time they fought. Yeah. They tied the first one, and then um, Canelo... Won the second one, and now Canelo won again. But they thought the first one was a lot of people were saying Triple G won it, so that's kind of why the controversy. And then they say that the second one Triple G was in it, which I think Canelo dominated. And I wanted to tri- Triple G to win that one. The second Just, one, yeah, the second one. Um, this one, I I'm pretty sure my take was I wouldn't be surprised if Triple G wins, but Canelo. Is probably going to show out for Mexico's independence stuff. He came out to Chente, or he came out with Chente's son as well. Yeah. Um, and he won a unanimous decision, although they did say it was close. Yeah. So, viva Mexico for that one. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's move on to a little bit of soccer news. Barcelona takes, um, they take the lead right now in the Spain League. They're up by three points against Real Madrid. Um. I'm a big Barcelona fan, so a lot of these rapid fires, I'm probably going to include them, you know. Yeah. Hopefully, Lionel Messi comes back, leaves PSG. I know my boy <laughs> wants him to play with Mbappe, but we can't have that going. Right. Um, and then last but not least, I want to – oh, actually, let's go with America Chivas first. America was winning 2-0, then Chivas scores a goal, then it turns 2-1. Um, and Chivas falls short. I'm also a big Chivas fan, but – Shout out America. They're leading the league and they're they're doing their thing. I'm not a hater, you know. Yeah. They call that game the Clasico as well because it's like Mexican, two Mexican teams. And one thing about Chivas that I love, just so everybody knows, Chivas is the only team in Mexico that only lets Mexican born players play on their team. 
So that's why, like, whenever Mexico comes and recruits a lot of players, Chivas loses, like, six or seven players. Like, not loses, but they'll go play further because all of them are, you know, nacidos. And other teams, they'll go to, like, USA, to Spain. They'll go uh, get stuff. Yeah. And the last one that I want to bring up is um, Mexico plays Peru on the 24th ahead of the World Cup in a friendly. And that starts at... uh, Oh, and Mexico comes... Losing two games, tying two games, and only winning one on their last five games. Okay. So I kind of wanted to end on Mexico just because the World Cup is getting closer than we all think. Exactly. And it is Mexican Independence Day. Weekend. But, or weekend, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> weekend. I forget. But um, without further ado, I want to let you guys know. Thank you guys for joining me with Rapid Fire with Richard. Hopefully we can make this a great segment. More than anything, you know, I just feel like we should make where where everybody's excited about it, you know, that it come right. in and actually. And just because I talked about sports, I might talk about sports a lot, but there's going to I'm going to throw some little curveballs in there for you guys. <laughs> I just want y'all to know there'll be some curveballs. So just there. be ready. <laughs> be ready. Be ready. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, we're all we're all uh, Mexican-American here, you know. Yep. So let's get on with our our third and final mm-hmm. topic of the struggles with being Mexican-American. More than anything, I think. I mean, let's just start it off with, are you the first generation to actually American, to be born here in the U.S.? Yes. And yeah. so are you? Yeah. Yeah, so same goes for pretty much, I think, all of us, you know, in general. I think we all come in as a first-generation Mexican-American. Mm-hmm. You know what? And, and, and in some points, I feel like that was the very toughest for our generation, whenever you're the first one, instead of becoming the second or the third, just because of the fact that, you know what? Your parents are still trying to adapt on my scenario. My, my dad came from Mexico, you know, so whenever he came in here, he pretty much tells us the story how much he struggled, you know, for us to have a better life, for us to proceed, for us not to be in the situation wherever he was, you know, and I give thanks to that because for that initiative that he took, I think we're all in a better situation than where he was at, you know, right now, look at us now, this is, this for us, this podcast is a hobby back then. They couldn't have a hobby. They hadn't necessarily worked, you know what? So I think I'm very grateful for that just because of the fact that we don't have it as bad, you know what? But at the same time, this is where the struggles begin because since they're trying to adapt, they will give us the the most I remember very specifically, you know what? They'll come in with a very strict document or something that's very, very big and they have us translating. (laughs) They have us translating, which is a big document, something important, you know, we don't, we still are trying to adapt some words it wasn't in this scenario. It wasn't really me. It was really my sister, which is uh, your wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was a, the translator. She's like the, the translator because <laughs> they consider and not knowing how much money she could make translating. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so it was very tough. You know, for me growing up, um, I was born in Chicago, like I said. You know, but then for after a while, they kind of moved me down south. You know, and I was uh, I was in Mexico for about um, I don't know about say six years. You know. So when I came back over here, I had to be on those special classes. Mm, ESL. ESL, yes, ESL. I think we called it ELL back in Chicago. I don't remember, but it might be ESL. English as a second language is what we called it here. Yeah, so I was stuck in those programs, and dude, it was was horrible at the beginning. (laughs) It was horrible because the teacher was talking, and I wouldn't understand a thing, you know? So it was difficult on that end, you know what? But thank God, you know, we we proceeded in life and started, you know what, overcoming those situations, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, and now, 
we have grown so much we have grown so much on a, on a specific goal but our struggles re really really mainly begin when we were younger right now we are in a situation myself i always say this at work jokingly and i always say this to everybody i don't even know where we fit in and i think we're just more you can't really classify us as mexicans do you classify yourself as a mexican mm. even though you're mexican I classify myself as a Mexican, but people that I know from the rancho don't classify me as a Mexican. And that's that exactly. Do you consider yourself a full American? You're more American than all yeah, of us. I'm would probably say. more American, but yeah. But see, with me, I'm in a situation where I'm not Mexican enough for the Mexicans, and I'm not American enough for the Americans. But whenever it it also comes in, whenever it, they think it's you know what, we'll take you're you're part of one of us. You're an American, but then later on they start talking about Mexicans. Well, you're a Mexican too. So I'm like, so what am I? You know, where do I fit in? Yeah. Am I am I Mexican or am I an American? Mm -hmm. Because I, I I don't I I don't I don't understand that one. More than anything, I just feel like you know what those kids that are struggling, you know what, even trying to pick it up or you're doing that, carrying that load, I should say, you know what, becoming the first generation, just don't give up, just keep grinding, you know, keep going. That sooner or later, don't you feel like you're alone? You're not. And most of the part, I think all of us are in the same boat. We went through it. Yeah. It's tough at sometimes, mm -hmm. but we're going to overcome this. You know, we're yeah. going to overcome this. And sooner or later, I feel like we're taking over back. In, like we were saying, you know what? We grew up in Broken Arrow. There was only maybe about three to four Mexicans. And I jokingly around here and I tell all my my friends and close friends, even my sister. I think that's the only reason why I became so popular in school, because I was one of the rarest re breeds like, <laughs> oh, you're a Mexican. Oh, we haven't seen none of that here. Like, uh, yeah. no, let's go with the Mexican. Let's go mm -hmm. with the Mexican, you know, and now we're seeing it to where. I have a lot, a lot, a lot of people actually in, in my neighborhood now that are Mexican. So we're, we're, we're expanding, we're growing and more than anything, you know what we're exceeding mm -hmm. at what we're doing. I mean, man, when I was a little younger, like I'm not even that Brown right now, but I was even like lighter. I had real light skin and green, green eyes. eyes. Yes. Like, bro, if I would have a dollar for every time somebody said, you can't be Mexican, you have green eyes. <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. Like, as a kid, they would always tell me that, like, are you for sure? Can you speak Spanish? Like, they thought, like, bro, I can read and write in Spanish. What are you talking about? Like, yeah. My grandma, that's all she knows how to speak. Like, and but they would always be like, nah, you got green eyes. And then the Mexicans, th like, that's that's what it would always be. Like, they would always be like, are you sure? Like, are you lying to us? And more than anything, I don't think we stand out. We don't stand out. We're all pretty freaking light here. Yeah. Like I said, I work in construction. So I'm a little, I'm, exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm a little point. tan than usual, but usually I'm really light skinned, you know, mm -hmm. and, 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 and they called me Eminem, bro. <laughs> yeah, especially when I had blonde hair. I, I went blonde. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I went blonde. The real slim shape. No, 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 don't even don't even. Then people are gonna go look for that on my Facebook <laughs> and be like, damn, that's really him. We'll post a picture. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have any experiences growing up being that? Because we all know that you're more American. So you have more American roots tied into you, you know? And there wasn't really necessarily a lot of struggles for you. So in that aspect, what, what, what do you think about it? How were you treated any different? I wouldn't say I have a lot of American roots because both my parents are Mexican. I'm a first-generation Mexican. Before you, before you go on, that's kind of why I consider myself Mexican. Because both, both of my parents were full-blooded Mexicans. Right. I agree. That's I just, I just also, to go back to I, that. I also classify myself as a Mexican. Yeah. I, yeah. The roots, I think, are Mexican. But for me, growing up, like, my school was 
mostly diverse. white. No, it was mostly white oh. people. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I kind of had to adapt to that because I didn't have anyone like me there to like converse with or like talk about our culture with. I didn't know much about our culture. I grew up in a private school, Christian private school. So talk about bougie. Nah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I see you. <laughs> Nothing like see that, you. but yeah, I mean, like, I just for me, I feel like I lost touch with our culture because of that. Like, I wasn't around it enough. I would see my cousins what like once every two three months for birthday parties. Everyone spoke English. That's why my Spanish isn't that good. I grew up only speaking Spanish like until I hit school, and in school it flipped. Yeah. So I lost a lot of my vocabulary. I still understand everything. I just don't have as as a diverse vocabulary. Porque tú lo entiendes, ¿no? Yeah. Si lo, lo entiendes y lo He hablas. can talk it too, bro. Don't <laughs> let him lie to you, bro. I He can, can talk. I can speak Spanish, but I just don't feel as confident in my words because I don't know the big words like I do in English. Okay, but that, si lo hablas. Yes. Yeah, I do. See. Si. So podemos <laughs> See. Si. <laughs> you should have said we. We. <laughs> So you're not like you're not like a no sabo kid, right? I mean, some people would classify me as that because I don't. You haven't know. met my cousins then, or my sister. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, because see, like I classify like my kids, my kids as their no sabo kids, and I feel bad for them. I feel bad because we tried so hard. Me and my wife tried so hard to like, you know what? Let's dedicate an hour a day minimum. You know what? And if we go on continue the whole day, we you know speaking Spanish, only Spanish. Then our kids are just gonna pick it up, but know? they understand it though. They understand it. They just don't speak it. Right. And like the only one I have is my eldest. My eldest kind of he he speaks it, but he's a no sabo. And then the one following him, he just doesn't speak it. He just won't. I, and I just feel like he's intimidated or he feels bad because nobody in school talks it, mm. and the only one that talks it it's us. But they don't know right now that that's a that's a big factor right it now. Is. Being is. bilingual. You know what? Before I was very shy about it. You know what? Until one of my teachers, I don't remember what it was, and I think it was social studies. I said, um, I said a word wrong correctly, and one of the one of the kids in the background just kind of laughed at me, and he kind of just made he made me feel special that day, and that's when everything from there kind of flipped to me because it's like you know what? He just kind of put me out. He's like, you guys are all laughing and saying all this stuff about Edgar and his English, but. I actually give him props, you know what? Because I want you guys to know that he's smarter than you guys. Because at the same time, as he's growing, he's learning two languages where you guys are just still stuck with one. Mm -hmm. So he's going to be fluent in Spanish and give it time. He's going to be fluent in English. Now, who's going to look dumb there? Mm -hmm. Whenever he said that, it gave me so much confidence and that boost to be like, you know what? Motherfucker, I am smarter than you. <laughs> <laughs> but, but honestly, that doesn't just go for English. That goes for um, Spanish as well, because I was around a lot of. Like, I used to go to Mexico every year, like every year, every single year. I would go in December with my grandparents every mm -hmm. year because I was raised with them. And uh, I would speak English sometimes over there and they would look at me with dirty looks or, you know, they would think just because I'm going over there, I'm full of money and stuff like that. And I feel like that's another part that people don't understand. Like a lot of people came over here and they sacrificed for <laughs> like, for instance, I go back to me. I always like to put me as an example because I'm here. I went through it. Um, my grandparents, my mom, they sacrificed so much to come here. And if I were to be the way that I was going to be, 
Because I'm not going to lie. I used to dress up like a thug. I used to wear Nike Cortez's every single color you had. <laughs> Wasn't that the style, though? Because <laughs> that was that the was, exact that same was, way. That was. And, like, uh, I was born in California, okay. Los Angeles. So, like, my family still to this day, a lot of them dress like that. They're the nicest people ever. But, like, for me, it was more of a I got to be tough because I'm the man of the house now. Because yeah. my dad did leave us when we were young and stuff like that. Um, But... Like, bro, I was super into soccer at this time, and uh, my grandparents couldn't make it to the games. I, from where my grandma lives, uh, to where the soccer complex is, you guys, you know where they're at, where it's at. Um, I'm not sure if you do. I would walk from my grandma's house to go play games because they were working. Not because they didn't want to or they didn't care about me, but because they were working. Yeah. And, like, people don't see that. Like, they'll see a little kid walking with a bag. All the way, like I said, I was like 14 when I was doing this. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I never blamed them. I always blamed myself because I was all like, you know, my dad left us because I was not a good kid. Like me, you know, as a kid, like I always ask me that. I always ask that because a lot of my um, American friends, they have both mom and dad or mm -hmm. they portrayed to be the perfect family, which now that I'm older, I see that a lot of people what they post on social media and stuff like that ain't real. You know, exactly. like it's, it's all a front. Not everyone, but a lot of people. For the most know? part. Yeah. I kind of have a saying on that on, on social media. I always tell people, you know what, if you're always posting something and you make it, you're always posting highlights of your best times. Why don't we, why don't we ever just show, you know what, the world that we're not perfect. Mm -hmm. We're not that we have a lot of flaws within ourselves. You yeah. know what? And stop trying to make everything so freaking perfect. Cause we're not. The only thing we do, we just deal with day-to-day -day struggles. Like, we don't talk enough as, as us as an Americans or Mexicans. We never really talk about the struggles that we had um, with our parents with us, the struggles they had with us. They were trying to make a living for us to be at a very higher position. Exactly. I've always and, said, like, every generation needs to be an upgrade. Mm -hmm. Like, for instance, I should not be as good as my parents. I should be an upgrade. My exactly. daughter, my cousins that are younger than me, they should do better than me. It's all we, you need to upgrade. If you don't upgrade, you're just in that same chain that you're just staying right here. Look, so, other people are going like this and you're just staying right here. So just in the, the same spot. The point where we need to get to, and it's, this is another one where I kind of look at the, uh, how the world is, is, is right now. But if my dad was walking, I need to be in a, uh, in a bike. Exactly. Now, if I'm in a bike, my, my sons need to be in a car. Mm -hmm. Now, if my son is driving a beat up, you know, 1974, not talking smack about anybody that drives an older car, it's the struggles we got to get to. But their kids already have to be in a brand new vehicle. Exactly. Right? Better point position. to where my, my, you know what, the kids down the road, mm -hmm. they're already flying in helicopters. You know? And just because you put it like that, it doesn't mean you have to start there. Like, for no. instance, you know, you could make it to the point to where you have a car. Exactly. So now the next thing is your son should have the latest car. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, or not even that, or if he likes a vintage car, go build you a car. You know, exactly. I didn't have, the, like me, I've always wanted a Bel Air. Always. Since I was young, that, mm -hmm. that was my car, a Bel Air. Uh, and I couldn't do it because, you know, I knew when I was uh, growing up, I knew how it was. You know, I knew how it was. I knew that my mom, my parents weren't together. I knew that, um, I had to pretty much take the man rule, but I always gave like my dad, I mean my grandpa, sorry, I call him pa, call my grandma ma, um, because I was raised with them. So 
I've always said like if if you don't upgrade like they came here, they didn't know English, they didn't know anybody. They literally came to a state where nothing, nothing. Yeah. They knew nothing. And look how far they've gotten. Why can't we the sky's the limit. Why can't we keep going, keep going, keep going? And I know a lot of people that come from El Rancho que dicen que they're here to do better, send money, their family be good. And I see them getting drunk at the Vilas every weekend. Yep. See, and that's a very great point. And I would, like, I would like to keep that topic for maybe next time. Because that's a, a, a topic that I would like to... Maybe, you know what? That's what we're going to do. I'm going to do like one rapid fire with me where we talk about, you know what? How come we as Mexicans, we really don't look at any of the investments? How come we're never really stable with our money? How come we really are not in a position to where we could, you know what, be better? We get $100, we spend 110 You know, why do we have to be like that? Why can we, and in and, and the American way, it's not. I, I was talking to my boss and, and, and they were telling me, you know what, we have a 401k, but that necessarily is not for us. That's pretty much for kids mm -hmm. and it just keeps on passing on through generations and generations yeah. and generations so that's how you stay rich yeah that's, that's generational the and a lot of mexicans don't even know what a 401k is right so like to I be said, fair I, I say we should just keep that for another one because this topic is one of the ones that just kind of hits me and i would like to not and it gets it could get really deep yes not educate because we're not here to educate we're here to give out our opinion and kind of give out the best of our abilities but if you find a different way that would be it we just want to go back and touch bases. You know what? Whenever we say our parents struggled to make it here, I don't think we actually really clarify on how bad they really struggled. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what? And everybody looks at it when the illegal comes and they, you just think they literally just opened the gates to heaven and then they just walked in, which doesn't work that way. Yeah. I know some people had to walk, let's just say, like in the desert for days. You know, they come in a pack. They come in a pack, let's just say 15 to 20. Out of those 15 to 20, they're not all going to make it. Right. You're talking about probably like 8 or 9, 10, 12 on a good day. And, and you know what I mean? Yeah, and just think about that impact. I mean, I still want to, I'm not, I don't want to restore humanity, but I want to restore the fact to have respect, the fact that they're, they're trying to make a better living. The reason, we're not fleeing our country. And I say we because we, I go, I kind of classify myself as a Mexican. We're not trying to fleet our country to come over here to take jobs, to take this we just come over here for a bigger opportunity mm -hmm. the american dream we just trying to make I say we're that just, all the time that's what america was founded on we're just trying to make it right. you know what and, and we gotta you know what somehow leave that aside and stop thinking that we are some breed and that you don't want us here the only thing we're doing is basically taking the jobs that nobody wants yeah they're paying us minimum wage because Nobody wants to do Nobody wants, exactly. Yeah. So we're doing pretty much the dirty job. They're staying wealthy. I mean, they're staying, they're trying to stay healthy. They're trying to make a living here. And sooner than later, some of them stay. But you got to keep in mind, you know what? We're doing the jobs that they don't want. Right. So we're not stealing anything. We're not trying to take advantage of no one. For the most part, everybody that I know, the majority of them are just here trying to work, build a foundation mm -hmm. for their homes and dip and a lot of people just try and stay under the radar they don't even want to be like noticed or anything they just try and um you know just do what they got to do make their money and go home yeah that's that's, that's exactly what it is so it's, it's it's hard out here for a pimp <laughs> it's hard out here for a mexican it's not as easy as anybody thinks but we're here we're yeah. trying to make it and we're trying to just pretty much survive and, and, and camouflage 
I know a lot of guys, especially at my job, where those guys, the speed limit is 65, to stay under the radar. They drive about maybe 60, 57. I do that, and I'm, you know, I drive, I, I get told I drive like a grandma. So, I, I mean, fast. I'm like, I'm like, no, you drive <laughs> hella fast. And then they, it was, I don't know where we were going. It's like, I, I, I'll follow you. Hell no, nah, Miguel took off. I'm like, <laughs> hey, don't you, people that say I'll follow you or follow me, they take the lead and they're like NASCAR Why? drivers Why? all of a sudden. Why? 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 There's no need, like, bro, you just literally took a yellow and I'm a mile behind you. I How slow down. I- <laughs> There's just no way, or the exit's coming literally right here, and I'm riding on his butt, right? And he all of a sudden just takes, and I'm like, "There is no way I'm doing that, Miguel." Or you're you're a car behind, and the light turns yellow, and they just speed past it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Why? Why? There's no need for that. There's no need. I have a need for speed. <laughs> so more than anything, I think. Uh, and uh, back to what you were um, talking about, I I see it as all of us are immigrants. At one time, everybody immigrated this way. Oh, for sure. Unless you know, you're native. unless you're native. Yeah. I feel like that's how I see it. That's why when people like I used to let racism get to me all the time. You know, they would use harsh words like wetback, beaner, you know, stuff like that. I have have always seen it like now that I'm older, you we know like everybody immigrated here. Like, bro, yeah. for for all I know. You're from the, another country that's way further than my country. You know what I mean? So I just, now I kind of don't let racism get to me, but I used to get in, in fights. I used to, you know, defend. Your culture. My culture. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And like I said, many people, they don't see that. They don't see that side of us. We're not, we're not all how they, the, the media portrays. We're not. We're just literally just trying to work and go back. Mm-hmm. That's all we're trying to do. For the most part, we stay here. I'm an American, and every time we talk about this, and they say, "Where is it going to be your retirement? Are you going to go to Mexico?" I'll be like, "Hell no!" Exactly. Hell hey, to the. I'm no. wearing my Mexico shirt today, but I could be wearing my uh, USA shirt here here <laughs> soon. You know, so, I'm I, a I, proud Mexican. I am, but that's not where I grew up. I grew up here. My roots are attached to here. I have the American way. I have the the living. And where's the root rule book that says you can't? Be proud of being both. That's what I'm saying. Where do we classify as? Because I, everywhere we go, I classify me as a Mexican American. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I am. Yeah. Because there's no other way around it. Mm-hmm. So, as a as um a artist that I used to listen to would always say, a Mexican American, they call me Chicano. <laughs> <laughs> that's one thing that I never really understood. What is a Chicano? I think that's a Mexican American. Yeah, I think it's just the. For Mexican American, I'm not. I can't. I don't want to give a different definition because I'm not too sure myself. That's but how I just I know that's it. how people just classify Mexican Americans. Yeah, Chicano. We got a producer in the back saying that's what it is, correcting us. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. okay. Shout out the producers. <laughs> so I don't know. They're saying, they're saying yes. They're going over there like yes, 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 yes. Okay. I so thought she was giving a. It's <laughs> so okay, I guess that's that, that's what it is. We, I didn't know. Now I know. Stuff you know. New yeah. word of the day, Chicano, Mexican-American. So, yeah, yeah, there you yeah. go. So if you guys have anything is, uh, add to add to this, if you guys had any struggles, if yeah. you have any stories to say about it, like I said, don't feel like you're alone. You can drop us a comment. Let us know how you feel about it, hey. how it impacted your life, and how everything around you has changed because your parents, your grandparents took that initiative to walk. And if you made it here, 
just know that you know what you have you serve a bigger purpose we we give out our hearts to those that couldn't make it you know what the struggle is hard but we're here and the only thing we can do is just don't let things be for granted you're here let's try to make the best thing i'm not telling you to become wealthy i'm telling you to just be smart about it let's succeed let's show that we are not the way that they say that we are mm -hmm. that we are here just to make a difference impact our own culture we're not trying to hear to take over you guys' country. We don't want that. We just want for ourselves to grow first. Find the, the American way to where we could just be stable. I think that's what we want, just stability. We want what everybody else wants. Yep. Like you're saying, stability. We want that American dream, you know? Yeah. You call me on the phone and you ask me what I'm doing while I'm at work, you know how I'm going to answer you? I'm going to say I'm living the American dream. <laughs> that's you know? what it is. It's hard work, man. Yeah. People, people think that the American dream just falls on your lap. It doesn't. Whether you're American, whether you're Mexican, whether you're black, whether you're Asian, if you work hard, you will for sure succeed. Succeed. Yeah. Exactly. In this world. You know, so our, like you said, our parents would never dream about doing something like this. No. You know? Actually, I think when we talked about it to one of my parents, he's like trying to find a way to make money already. I'm like, Dad, let's just, let's just chill. You know what? His mind is just money, money, you know, because I get it. You know yeah. what? The way that's he what they up, needed to yeah, be. They're like, I do. need to get money to raise my kids. And yeah. a lot of Mexican families aren't small. No. You know what I mean? They're no. not small. I think Bro, Edgar's <laughs> one of what? Like se seven, eight, 17. No, no. <laughs> what was that? How many? I think we're about eight or nine. <laughs> we're, we're deep. We're yeah, deep. deep, deep, deep. The good thing about being deep is that you can just chill with. If you don't like one, you get an argument. I guess <laughs> go with the other just one. Just go with the other one. You know. And, and, so yes, we are deep, and 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 you know what? They would never find the time or the need to do something like this as a hobby. To exactly. them, there was no hobby. Everything has to be on their chain. Yeah. There's no if there's no check behind it. Mm -hmm. If you I'm can't put up foot on oh, food on the thing. table, I ain't oh, going for it. That thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you, my grandpa would always be like, "Oh, you're gonna go play soccer for fun, huh? Okay." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But, you know, he did it for us. So, he was working so that I could be behind El Tequila mm -hmm. but playing you got soccer. It. But you got it. You're yeah. there. And you're struggling. We're trying to, we're, we're just trying to make it. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So I just want to give thanks to everybody that's watching. You yeah. know what? I want to end this on a very positive note. You know what? Not everything has to be so strict. Not everything has to be so bad, so negative. You know what? We're very, trying to stay positive. You know mm -hmm. what? Give all those kids, the young kids, you know what? They feel like they need to change their ways. Don't. Just like a little advice, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. we, we'll give our, our little advice to people. We, sure. I, I know that all of us, and plus our producers in the back, we all want to in interact with the viewers. So leave comments. We'll respond to almost every one of them that we can. Mm -hmm. We'll like. We'll um, talk about it. We'll mention the... If it's like a real hot topic, we'll mention it in the pod, you know, yeah. let you guys know, hey, what do you guys think about this? Try you to know. answer questions mm -hmm. that you guys answer have. Questions. More than anything, I think we just want to make you guys welcome. Yep. You know, we want yeah. you guys to engage and let us know because sometimes this is, I don't know why we're so stubborn. We are, as Mexicans, we're so stubborn and we don't want to like really talk about this or open up to about any of this situation. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So you're not alone. We are here for you. If you're older than us, if you got some advice for us, we should talk. I'll definitely listen and I will probably take your advice if you're younger kids. And if you like anything about that, you just heard, you know what? Just know that you're not alone. We're here for you. Guys. Yeah. Yep. And uh, 
we want our audience to feel part like if they're sitting right here in the shoe room with us yeah does that make sense like yeah. if we're having a conversation with them yeah right now we're talking all of us but now that the comments are going to come up and stuff let's let's uh make this a big community in the shoe box you know let's, exactly let's grow exactly grow okay. as a community so make sure you guys like comment like, comment subscribe subscribe <laughs> make sure you guys do all that good stuff it only like i said we're not doing this for any profit we're doing this for fun as a hobby so to keep this thing going to just more than anything motivate us to go you know mm -hmm. what just give us that it doesn't hurt just one little click one little like they keep everything for sure Other share with that, your friends let tell us know. people exactly tell people so I you, think that but before we we go do you want to um kind of tell people how you know me and edgar oh yeah since yeah, you're yeah. kind of you know for sure the so, middleman yeah. Yep. <laughs> the middleman. So you're the bank of crypto. <laughs> <laughs> uh I knew Richard well, I met Richard in high school and we started doing some some work together. Well we might discuss that in a different podcast mm -hmm. episode, but we started Rivals turning friends. <laughs> <laughs> For real. And we started doing some work together, came became really good friends. Rich is one of my best friends. And then uh later on in life I met my wife. Um, she was introduced by my sister. They used to be coworkers. And then after we got married, um, I became really good friends with this guy, friend, frenemies when it comes <laughs> to basketball, <laughs> <laughs> my brother-in-law for sure. Now these two are my best friends, honestly. Nice. Hey, sure. it goes the same with me, bro. For sure. Exactly. So very touchy story. I kind of want to cry. <laughs> <laughs> we should put that little small violin. Yes. You see, for real. You made it, instead of being no hype, you know, being no positive, you kind of made it seem like. Llamos out there. Okay. <laughs> so, yes, that's how, that's how everything kind of came along. You know what? At first, we never really reached out. We weren't really talking. But as we started growing up more than anything, I think our ways started changing. And you start losing some of those friends, losing Felipe, Jorge, Fernando, Joshua, Caleb, and, you know, you started getting closer a little bit more towards family, you know what, mm -hmm. and I think we had issues, um, I'm not talking about issues between us, but just like family issues, and we just kind of both kind of fell in one line where it just all aligned, mm -hmm. you know what, and, that's and sometimes we, those are the closest, yeah, and the because best. then you could relate, you could relate to their scenario, whatever we went through, so, yes, this is how we met, this is our, this is a little part of our family, we consider ourselves big, like we were talking about. We're not small, but more than anything, we just it's our love podcast family, exactly. mm -hmm. and it's only gonna grow. Yeah. Each and every one of For you sure. are part of it. We yeah. could actually talk a little bit more about this if you guys really want to know, like our backstories. You know what? How exactly it went down? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just let us know if you guys are interested. Yeah, if you guys are interested on how we really met, you know, <laughs> we can we can get into that. For yeah, sure. so that pretty much concludes the this podcast. Uh, make sure, like we talked about, and like, subscribe, do all that good stuff. It just keeps the page going. You know what? Stay relevant more than anything. Um, other than that, I have nothing else to say besides give my my welcome. Yeah. Other than that, mm -hmm. remember, guys, out. he's the E, he's the M, I'm the R. This is the EMR podcast. Thank you, guys. For sure. Episode we out. one is in the books. We out, baby. <laughs>